How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from The Gaming Observer, and welcome back to your daily news updates for Monday, January the 4th. Finally, we are returning to the news updates, the first one of 2021. Let's jump right in. Now, there wasn't a tremendous amount of news that came out over the past two weeks because it was the Christmas season. However, there was a game that launched that I want to talk about. It's called Super Meat Boy. You might have heard of it. Uh, if you don't, the original Super Meat Boy was an incredibly important title in gaming history. It's one of the landmark games and, uh, you know, kind of a massive surge of indie games being released. And now here we are 10 years later. Its sequel, Super Meat Boy Forever, has come out and nobody is really talking about it all that much. Now, one reason that could be is because it came out two days before Christmas. It also doesn't have the name Edmund McMillan attached to it anymore, who brings a lot of brand value these days. And what's more, the people who did review it have had pretty disappointing things to say about it, likely because of how dramatically the sequel changes the game's core mechanics. So one of the biggest changes is that the game is now an auto-runner, like you would see on, like, a mobile game. Uh, all you can control with this game is jumping, ducking, and punching, while Meat Boy automatically moves forward. Now, apparently that isn't as bad as it might seem on the surface, but it's also hampered by the game now having procedurally generated levels, which are longer and divided by checkpoints. Of course, much of this goes to the antithesis of the things that made the first game so good, which was really tight movement and controls, and very difficult levels that were intended to be mastered over multiple playthroughs. Kotaku made a pretty interesting article about this, bringing up a point that Meat Boy joins two other follow-ups in 2020 of indie classics. Uh, that's Spelunky and Hades. Here's what they said, quote, This year, all three have seen direct sequels or spiritual successors, with Hades building on and yet far surpassing the foundation laid in Bastion. In this context, Super Meat Boy Forever feels especially disappointing, offering not even just more of the same from a treasured classic, but instead a weirdly compromised spin-off whose auto-runner conceit feels stifling without bringing anything exceptionally new or worthwhile to the table. It's hardly a terrible game, and it's still rife with cutscenes that tell a breezy new chapter in the Meat Boy-verse, but it's still a bummer." End quote. So, of course, it is a shame that it's not going to make the same splash that the original title did, but hopefully the people who bought it aren't too disappointed. If you are interested in trying it out, it's available right now on the Epic Game Store and the Nintendo Switch. Console release coming later this year. And speaking of Edmund McMillan, we finally have a release date for the final DLC of The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. It's called Repentance, it's the biggest expansion the game has had, and it releases on March 31st. If you don't know, the backstory here is that around the time the last DLC released, After Birth Plus, uh, a very popular mod for the game also released called Anti-Birth. And it turned out that not many people were fans of the official DLC, but a lot of people were a fan of the fan-created mod. So Edmund just decided to hire the mod creators and make an official expansion with them, which is now called Repentance. So I'm super excited for this one. It's going to bring a whole bunch of content, hopefully a bunch of quality of life things. And I'm very much looking forward to diving back into that game with some new content. I'm not seeing much coverage of this, so I'm going to just cover it myself, I guess. Awesome Games Done Quick, the speedrunning charity fundraising event, is now live and accepting donations for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Now, if you have never had the pleasure to check out one of these Games Done Quick shows, I highly encourage you to do so. You don't have to know anything about speedrunning. They explain it all while they're playing. And it is absolutely fascinating to see any of your favorite games just being torn apart for the sake of speed. They've got a fantastic community, it's going to a super great cause. 
And if you want to check it out, just go to gamesdonequick.com or twitch.tv slash gamesdonequick. It's running 24 hours until Sunday next week. It's a great, great thing to have on in the background. And even if you see your favorite game and can't catch it live, the VODs are always available. Okay, and the last thing for today, it appears as though a major hack has occurred at Koei Tecmo on Christmas Day. So apparently over 60,000 accounts have personal information released. That can include email addresses, passwords, mailing addresses, and birthdays. But Koei maintains that no financial information has been leaked. But with all of that being said, if you do have an account with the company, they are the developers of Dynasty Warriors, you are very much encouraged to change your information on their site, first of all as well as change any passwords you might reuse on other websites. Stay cautious, folks. Make sure you're using password managers. It's very important. Try to have something different for every website. My friends, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to be back tomorrow with any news there might be. These first few weeks of the new year might be fairly slow, like the end few weeks of last year, but I'll do my best. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hey, 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 it's the TGO After Show. Uh, I was really surprised to find out that Awesome Games Done Quick started today because usually I see like a prominent article or like something on the subreddit or something. Well, actually, that is how I found out about it was from the subreddit. But normally I know about it for a little bit. At least I know when it's going to start. And this time I, I tuned in a few hours after it started. I was like, what the heck? But anyway, I I'm always really happy to promote that show because... It's such a selfless event. It, it, it's it's oh, totally there to raise money for charity. It's kind of like the, the true gamer... Uh, how do I describe it? Like, you know how we all kind of had that, have that fondness for, oh, back in the day, when we did Halo LAN parties, or when esports was really picking up and we were seeing our first competitors in, like, Smash Melee and stuff like that. So much of that has been monetized into content creation and major companies trying to make a dollar off of esports and stuff like that. And of course, that's just the, the natural process of, you know, as a, as a new thing evolves and becomes popular, this is what's going to happen. But Games Done Quick really feels like the remnants of the, the true gaming community spirit in a very positive way as well. Because there was a lot of toxicity back in the days as well when it came to video games. And Games Done Quick embraces so many positive things. And, and that makes me really happy. So... You know, I wouldn't promote it if it was a bad thing, but it's a good thing, at least as far as I know. If there's anything that I don't know about, please let me know. But I just love when it comes around. I love that it happens multiple times a year, and I love that it's successful each time that it comes through as well. They always manage to raise so much money. It's one of those things I can point to and say, look, we can do good things with video games. We can raise millions of dollars with video games. And in this case, we're not even just playing them. We're like tearing them apart and analyzing them at sometimes scientific levels. I absolutely love it. Uh, happy to be back with the news cycle. It felt weird. I'm going to tell you, like, if it was weird for you to not have the news in the morning, I don't know if it was. You know, obviously, I was doing those listener call-ins for a while. It was really weird for me to not have to record this show in the evening for two weeks. It felt like I had way more time in life than I normally do. The fact that I could kick back and relax at 6 p.m. was just a blessing in disguise. Well, not in disguise, actually. It's in plain sight. And, uh, well, anyway, there you go. Only other thing from today, Binding of Isaac Repentance. I'll tell you, the only reason I talk about this game so much on the show, and even then I don't talk about it a whole lot, is because I, you know, it's my most played game of all time. So it's kind of a selfish inclusion. But uh, I'm going to be playing that on day one, assuming I can. March 31st, I don't know, I'm going to be in the thick of it with homework at that point. So 
It might have to wait a little bit, but I really wanted to stream it on Twitch when it came out. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with whatever news there is tomorrow. And until then, farewell.